Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week we talk about the tribe returning to action after the All-Star break, the ongoing NBA Finals, and summer jams. I am joined tonight by three of the best ever. Phil Denko is here. Hey, Gerbs. Good to see you. Chuck Rambaldo is here as well. Hey, what's happening? And for the first time live in the unprofessional and unprepared Ludington Auxiliary Studio, Matthew J. Miller joins the show. Welcome, Miller. Good evening, Vietnam! <laughs> Awful. Is that too loud? <laughs> <laughs> Miller, let's start with you tonight and some good news. Chinese officials announced last week that giant pandas are no longer on the endangered species list. The number of giant pandas living in the wild has reached more than 1,800, meaning the species has been reclassified as vulnerable. Experts say China managed to preserve the animals, considered a national symbol, by taking measures that allow humans and pandas to coexist. So Miller, here, on your first appearance on the show, are you ready to apologize for founding the website How to Hunt and Cook InnocentPandas.com? I'm just glad Burke found somebody to fuck. <laughs> But for editing purposes, yes. <laughs> I mean, they're delicious and all. Oh, man. But, you know, gotta watch the cholesterol. Fatty panda. All right, fellas, with that, why don't we go ahead and move into our first segment? We'll stay at home. We'll talk some Indians baseball with our first ever tribe weekend cap because the Indians only played games this weekend because of the all-star break in good news. There were no arrests or injuries during the break. So that's a good start to the second half and even better news. They won a series against a tough A's team and they absolutely needed every win because the white Sox also took two of three from the Astros. So the tribe at the end of the weekend, still seven and a half games behind the white Sox, but a nice series against the A's. There's not a lot to say when there's only been three games played. So uh, Denko, did you miss the Indians during the break? I really did, man. I, I was glad to see them back. These last three games, I was paying attention to it like it was a, a playoff series. <laughs> I was like, all right, these are really important. Uh, yeah, there's like 70 some more games left. But yeah, I did miss them a lot, actually. Chucky, how about you? You missed the tribe in the last few days? Not really. No. I mean, I watched, uh, <laughs> I, I, I invested some time in the all-star festivities, uh, even the celebrity softball game, which had a lot more offense than most of the Indians first half of the season. So I didn't really miss, miss that much of the tribe. Who was the MVP of the celebrity softball game? I didn't make it all the way through. I watched about an inning and a half. So well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Who was uh, the MVP of the first well, inning? I, I don't know. Uh, was the Miz? There's was like, I was surprised there's actually like former major leaguers playing and it wasn't like they were taking it easy when they were hitting. So uh, really? there was some Atlanta rapper throwing and these dudes were just raking off them. So I don't, I don't know who the MVP was, but uh, Dave Winfield was, in it. I didn't see him. It would have been the great. last 15 years of his career were basically a celebrity softball game. Wow. Taking a shot at Dave Winfield from out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it current. All he right. So <laughs> Miller tribe takes two or three from the A's good starting pitching all weekend long, really timely hitting for most of the weekend as well. The only really hiccup was class a on Friday night, losing the game in the ninth. Were you surprised the tribe was able to put this kind of weekend together? No, I think that Julio Franco kids got some real talent. I'm a little worried about Grady Sizemore's injury history though. And I know Burke is doing a live report with Travis Hafner right now, but I'd love to hear his take on that home run that Fran Mill Reyes hit. 
See, at least got one right. Yeah. When was the last time you watched an Indians game? 1988. <laughs> no, it was Rick Banning was on the team. I don't know if he was announcing or playing, but it was Rick Man. I'm pleasantly surprised they won two out of three against the A's. I give them a B against the A's. <laughs> Thank you. Chucky, how about you? Surprised they were able to put the games together this weekend the way they did? Shocked, yeah, that they legitimately could have swept a really good baseball team. So pleasantly surprised how well the pitching staff did and how well they played. How about you, Denko? What'd you think? I was really happy they took two out of three. It was one of those series that you, you look back and you're happy they took two out of three, but they really could have won all three of those games. Yeah, I mean, the back end of the bullpen, it had its rough patches in game one and two and luckily pulled out one of those two games. So that was that was a good thing. Um, this is a great start to the second half. The, the A's and the Astros, they're one and two in their division and we're taking them on to begin the second half. So let's let's go. Yeah, I was impressed with the starting pitching, man. You know, it really you really see things for the team kind of come into place when they can get five solid innings and then they don't have to go to the bullpen too early and they can rely on guys like Shaw and Karen checking class A. And of course, class A is going to have games like that. He's still a young guy. But overall, I thought they really put together three quality games. And that was nice to see to start the second half. Danko, who had a good weekend for the tribe? Man, I feel like you're, I'm cheating since you're coming to me first. Uh, so I'll go with Bradley Zimmer. Because... Well, I was going to go to Miller first, but I, <laughs> yeah, I was afraid he was yeah. going to say Corey Snyder. So. Yeah, yeah. Tony <laughs> Bernazard. Tony sure. Bernazard had a hell of a week, according to Miller. I'll take Bradley Zimmer. I was going to say both hometown boys, the, the Oakland area, and Zimmer and Daniel Johnson had a great week. And Daniel Johnson only played two games of the three, but... He's from that area. He went to A's games growing up as a kid. I thought that was pretty cool that he, you know, he had such a good uh, series, hit his first major league home run. But Zimmer, man, that guy, he led off today with a home run. He had, I think, I think like four or five RBIs in the three game stretch, yeah. which any offensive production out of Bradley Zimmer is a win for the tribe. So uh, I think he had a really, really good week end. Chucky, how about you? Knowing you would go to Phil. I also had, I had Zimmer too, but I had a, a secondary. I, I think Brian Shaw had a nice series. He seemed like he pitched in all three games unless didn't look like he had any earned runs. So I don't know how he works out in the next couple of weeks, if they're buyers or sellers, but if they're sellers, they might actually get a decent return. If they trade that dude, he's having a, a nice year, basically a career year resurgence. So I think Brian Shaw had a nice weekend. Here we go. Miller, who had a good weekend for the tribe? Eli Morgan. I went five innings, should have gotten the win. He throws like I do, and yet he's still in the major league. So I'm rooting for him, and he tends to get better every appearance. So I could see him nicely fitting into the number five spot next year if he can keep improving. Miller, that was amusing wow. and was coherent. Nice. Well done, man. Thank good. you for coming to the yeah. show. <laughs> I agree with you. I think, again, like the pitching staff was good. I would say Reyes had a good weekend, too. That guy coming back and hitting the way he was – uh, before the break really solidifies that middle of the lineup for them who had a bad weekend miller bad weekend for the tribe Ooh, i wish i watched let's go with class a class a blew the safe right? okay chuck bad weekend for the tribe i was so pleasantly surprised they won two out of three i think i'd get nitpicky and i'm, I'm gonna say ramirez's outfield play i saw one or two where a ball kind of dropped in that he might have got to i don't know if he's just that slow or he's really bad at judging fly balls because he got beat. A, I don't know if he got beat deeper. I can't remember, but I, I just remember going, man, he's kind of stinks out there. I guess I'll pick on him. He had a bad week just because of his questionable defensive play. 
the Ramirez? Is that Harold or are they having Jose play two positions right now? <laughs> it's Harold. It's Harold. <laughs> I think Jose playing third and left would be better sometimes than Harold playing left. He has those moments where he just looks awful. Danko, how about you? Who had a bad weekend? I'm going to go with the coordination of the back end of our bullpen. I think one of the nights, Karen Check was lights out and Classe blew the save after him. And then they flipped the two the next night and Classe was lights out and Karen Check was, was shaky, but we got out of there with a win. So in three games, I, I just think what we kind of identified as a strength of this team recently, the back end of the bullpen looked a little shaky in these three games. Let me give it to Bobby Bradley. He only had one hit all weekend long, and I think he had six strikeouts. So not a great weekend for him. But overall, it's hard to find any reason to be upset about the way they played, man. I'm surprised that they were able to take two or three from the A's, and it's a nice start to the second half. So looking ahead to next week, they play three games in Houston against the Astros, and then they come back home to Cleveland for three against the Rays. Miller, what are you hoping to see from the Indians in the next six games this week? I expect to see Zimmer stay hot. I think getting struck out by his brother just before the All-Star break is going to be the best thing that ever happened to him in his career because he had four or five days just to think about that. And all of a sudden, he's hitting the ball again. Well done, man. You're on fire. Two in a row, Miller. (laughs) Must be the corona. Danko, how about you? What are you looking forward to for the rest of this week? This is a stretch that we talked about in previous pods where the tribe is just lining up against first and second place teams. So, you know, if it's a six or seven game week, take three games. Can we get three wins in this week and hope that the White Sox don't win more than three or four? Not bad, Chucky. Almost carbon copy what Phil's saying. Hopefully they can get three to four wins. The starting pitching kind of carrying over what they did in this series, going five to six innings and quality starts, eat up some innings and and take some pressure off the back end of that bullpen. I I agree with that. I think what I want to see is hopefully the starting pitching continuing to be consistent the way they were over the weekend. And even going back to that series at the end of the first half of the year against the Royals, where they pitched pretty well there too. But guys, I really can't believe that we are a sports podcast and we failed to do any preview of the Major League Baseball draft. I'm not quite sure how we didn't do a show covering all 20 rounds of the Major League Amateur Draft, which is actually a cut down number because of COVID. It's normally 40 rounds. So Miller, scale of Gavin Williams, the tribe's first round pick who was selected 23rd to Jake Miller, I assume no relation, tribe's 20th round draft pick taken in the 606 position. What the hell is going on with the MLB draft? All I know is if you had long hair, and you knew how to throw a baseball, you were getting drafted by the Indians this year. <laughs> it was like the Tin Lincecum draft, right? <laughs> I think Antonetti and Chernoff probably watched uh, Dazed and Confused a couple of minutes before the draft, and they're like, all right, all right, all right. That's, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Hell, some guy from Hawaii that had a losing record. That seems like the winning combination, and they're all going to be good, so I'm not worried about it. So do you feel that they put too much emphasis on hair rather than arm strength, wins, losses, career records, things like that? As someone who has had great hair and horrible arm strength, I say no. They made the right decision. I think that's the way to go. Guys, the Tribe used 10 of their first 11 picks on college pitchers. They didn't select an outfielder until the 12th round. Pick number 366, Connor Cox out of Long Beach State. He hit 366. Uh, He was also hit 16 times by pitches this season, which I think is a great stat. Um, They only drafted two position players out of all 20 rounds. Everything else was pitching. Danko, what is the deal with all these pitchers? 
they're playing to their strengths. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they, they know they can develop pitching and they're taking a lot of college pitchers, which some of those guys are going to leap through the minors and you're going to see them on the big league team as soon as next year, uh, maybe certainly the year after that. So I think they're really just kind of playing to their strengths. And um, as we've seen this year, they feel like if the pitching's good enough, they could put anyone in the outfield. Even a shortstop, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why draft outfielders? Yeah. We'll Who cares? <laughs> Details. Ground ball pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, Chuck, um, should a team that, like I said, started a shortstop in center field be a little bit more focused on drafting position players <laughs> in the draft? I would have thought, but I would have been wrong. Phil's absolutely right. This is what they know. It seems to be pitching over the last five to 10 years. And maybe they can package some of those young guys for position players in two or three years that could help this team. Maybe they just didn't feel good in a COVID uh, researching year that they couldn't travel and see a lot of guys play. Hell, Miller, what was your record senior year? Were you 10 and 0? Was that right? Weren't you, weren't you really great senior year? Eight and one? Eight Miller might have gotten drafted this year. Oh, yeah. If he was oh, yeah. because nobody could come see him. My hair well, wasn't like long a, enough. A big yeah. lefty who's eight and one. Draft oh, you're, you're, you're Lorenzo Lamos years. You had the hair to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have had a leg up. Get the Job's balls out. I caught um, 180 fly balls off of Miller, yeah. at least in, in those nine stars. I was not a ground ball pitcher. <laughs> you no, know, you were, you were was the, a warning track pitcher. <laughs> oh, no. They were, they were throwing the fly balls. They were, lazy, players on the they were lazy fly balls right to me every time. It was awesome. We had a good thing going. I remember playing left field and seeing some balls get rocketed off of Miller yeah, and, and watching him like running back to the fence and being like, I don't know why I'm running because I know for sure the fence is going to stop me 20 yards before this ball comes down. When I listened to the pitching coach and threw it hard enough, they hit it out of the park. And that's why I stopped <laughs> listening to the pitching coach. Well, all right. So there's a bunch of pitchers, not a lot of position players. I guess it's not something that concerns me a whole bunch because unlike the NBA or the NFL, I don't know that major league teams use the draft so much to build for immediate needs. You, you solve those in other ways, I think, in baseball. But uh, certainly the idea that they're focusing on a ton of college pitchers leads you to believe that they do expect that these guys are going to be ready within a year or two rather than you know drafting a bunch of kids out of high school that you're going to have to develop for four or five years. That's it for our ace coverage of the uh, Major League Baseball draft and the Tribe's 20 rounds of picks. Let's move on to another segment in our 13-week series, 13 Shades of Brown, getting you ready for the start of the Cleveland Browns season. And this week, we're going to talk Wood, Joe Woods, Browns defensive coordinator. He's been coaching in the NFL since 2004, mostly as a defensive back coach. He has been coaching in the NFL since 2004, mostly as a defensive back coach. 2017 and 2018, he spent two years as the Broncos defensive coordinator. He was on a Broncos staff that won a Super Bowl and a 49ers staff that coached in a Super Bowl loss. So last year when he was the Browns defensive coordinator, pro football focus ranked the secondary as 26th in the league. And that almost seems generous. 22nd in total points allowed. The defense was 21st in total yards allowed. 373 yards a game given up by the Browns defense last year. So Chucky, give me some unreasonable expectations for how good the defense will be this year for Joe Woods. Apparently he didn't get to run the scheme he wanted to last year. 
And then they remade the defense in the offseason, getting way better at almost every position they needed to. So uh, he likes to play a lot of safeties, I think, and not a lot of linebackers. So I assume this year you see the real scheme he wanted to run, and hopefully they don't give up 300. What was it, 374 yards? 373 a game. Uh, we can get over. that under 350 for. I, I think game. I think we can. I think we are going to be pleasantly surprised on how good the defense plays this year, just because the upgrades they did everywhere. So I'm all for Joe Woods this year. Miller, what do you think? Can the Browns defense improve? I'm not so worried about yardage. The way the NFL is built currently, it's designed for people to get lots of yards. So I'm more worried about whether we won the game or not. And last time I checked, we won a playoff game against Pittsburgh for the first time in my son's history. And he just, you know, is about to be 16. I mean, that's almost a generation since yeah. we actually won a playoff game. And he did it with Sendejo as the starting safety for the entire <laughs> season. So any reasonable expectation is it can't be worse than that. And we could still be much better than that. So I think the guy gets an A plus for effort because the the fact that he was, you know, sort of holding together a house with balsam wood and some uh, glue sticks is, is a miracle in of itself. I agree with you on that. I mean, there's certainly the injuries and the way that secondary was just kind of garbage from the beginning of the season. The fact that they were able to win as many games as they did. Danko, what are you looking forward to from this defense in 2021? I really want to see how well Joe Woods coaches with a raging hard on on the sidelines every game. I mean, the dude is just been that is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to, you know, the, the clip. Can you can you balance the clipboard on that? I have no idea. So the uh, he has been given yeah. an, embar- an embarrassment of riches in one offseason. Like Chuck and Miller said, like, he was he was working with a secondary last year that was awful. And now he might have one of the better secondaries, at least in the AFC, if not in all the NFL. So I'm really interested to see what he has uh, in store for all of, I mean, we're going to run up against some serious talent this year on the offensive side of the ball. We're playing the chiefs. We got to play the Ravens twice, the Steelers twice, and you know, the Bengals have a good offense. So I'm really excited to see what Joe Woods does with all of this upgraded talent for sure. So Chuck, what are we missing? What's the downside of, what we're looking at for this defense coming up in 2021. What can Joe Woods do about it? I mean, letting Sandejo walk. That's probably. <laughs> the biggest. We're going to have to lay off a of Sandejo. Sometime soon. <laughs> you can probably get him on this podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think it's busy. a big ask. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question now? Like, what, what, what what what's the downside that we're missing for this defense? Because I know that everybody feels like, in this offseason, they rebuilt the defense the same way yeah. they had rebuilt the offense kind of the year before. And what are we missing that might be something that catches these guys and that makes them less effective than right now? I think we're all hoping they're going to be. Right. It's one of two things. One, injuries can affect the defense. But I think if there's anything, it's probably that linebacking core just because they're very young. He doesn't put much weight on linebackers because he likes to play three safeties most of the time. So if there's any Achilles heel it may be the linebacking court just because they're young that's all Miller what do you think I think we're going to see a lot of shootouts my worry is that we're going to lose some of the ones that we won last year I also think there's a possibility it's going to take a little time to gel since there are so many new faces learning a new system it's not always that you're playing with one linebacker that's not like the normal scheme you do in, in peewee football so I think it's going to take a little time to make some adjustments but I think eventually by the second half when we need them to be stronger to make stops and, and when it really counts that's uh, where they should be able to come together. So the solution for you is just more beer. You get smarter as you keep drinking. I keep telling people that. <laughs> and the police keep arguing with me. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. 
All right, fellas, with that, we're going to close out our at-home segment. We'll take our first break and we'll head out on the road. Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by this proud sponsor. Hey there, my name is Mickey Calloway, but you can call me the Mick. You may not believe this, but right now I'm available to coach your Little League baseball team. That's right, me, the Mick, experienced Major League pitching coach, manager, and apparently unabashed dirtbag. I have time on my hands while Major League Baseball investigates multiple allegations of me spitting game at female professionals who were just doing their jobs and had no interest in me. But remember, I'm the guy that figured out Ubaldo Jimenez. I'm also the guy accused of sexually harassing about a dozen women. Hey, don't forget, I was also the manager of the New York Mets. And I had an affair during spring training once, and the lady's husband called the team to complain. Now I'm home on my couch, and I'm getting the vibe my wife really doesn't want me around. So, my possible career-ending, moronic in the Me Too era, and classless behavior is your team's opportunity. I will get your little leaguers ready to pitch and play like big leaguers on the field, and I promise not to talk to them at all about how to act off the field. So, are you ready for some Mick? It's not just my favorite line, it's also my website. Visit areyoureadyforsomemick.com and click on the Hire the Mick tab to schedule your team's first workout. But for all of our sakes, let's keep the moms at least 200 feet from the field during practices. Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. We'll head out on the road and start with the NBA Finals, Suns versus the Bucks. Bucks get back into and then take over the series with three straight wins. They lead the series three to two. And Phil, as I've been saying for weeks, the Bucks are secretly very good and totally underrated. <laughs> Doesn't this prove I was right all along? Yeah, you were definitely right from the beginning. I, I apologize for disagreeing with you and thinking they were ever secretly shitty. So what happened for the Bucks to take three straight from the Suns like this, including the last game, which was in Phoenix? That Lou I, Alcindor really started lighting it up. <laughs> yeah, he was courtside. Honestly, so we talked about this in previous pods. Both teams have about three scoring options on either side, right? And the Bucks' three scoring options have been just taking over. I mean, it, between Middleton, Holiday, and Ante Tecumpo, they have just been lights out. Uh, these games that they've won, they, they're all scoring. And on the Sun side, Chris Paul looks like he's our age all of a sudden. And um, Booker is the only one scoring points. And they're not getting the ball down low to Aiton at all. So one of the big games of the week, game four, was probably the closest one. Although game four and five were both really good games. Game four ends. Uh, Giannis makes a huge block on a lob pass to DeAndre Aiton. And somebody in the days afterwards had the gall to call it the best block in NBA Finals history. So, Chucky, scale of 1 to 10. 10 being when I blocked a girl's shot in a pickup game when I was 15 years old and Bonhard scolded me. 1 being LeBron's block in Game 7 of the 2016 Finals that helped seal the first ever 3-1 comeback against the winningest single-season team in NBA history on the road. Where does Giannis's block in Game 4 rank? Probably an 8, right? Because to me... There is no better block. There will be no better block ever. And maybe we're a little biased. It was a nice block, but I, I saw the same thing. A bunch of people were comparing it and they were doing side by sides and it meant nothing to me. It was, it's a great block and all, but it, it didn't bring close out a series. It didn't beat a, the greatest team in NBA history, allegedly. Uh, so it was a nice block, but it's more of an eight more Bonhard, not really scolding you, but kind of saying, Hey man, take it easy. That's, a, that's the eight <laughs> I'm hoping for. <laughs> 
I think that's fair. It was an amazing play. It was a huge moment in that game, but like calm down. Right. Not everything we see in every moment has to be the best thing we've ever seen. It was the greatest block in a game four ever. (laughs) Right. Right. As far as we know. That was not a closeout game four. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Miller bucks up three to two. Does this series get to a seventh game? Nope. Bucks win next game. They're playing in uh, Milwaukee, right? Yep. yep. I've Next been in Milwaukee. in Milwaukee. Good town. Good drinking town. Lots of fun bars. Easy to walk. They're going to win. That place is hopping. It reminds me of Cleveland when they would show the footage of all those people out there. I don't remember the last time Milwaukee won anything. I mean, Green Bay isn't Milwaukee. All right. That's like saying Columbus won a championship and Ohio, you know, Cleveland celebrates it. So I can't remember the last time Milwaukee and that place is going to explode. They have the momentum. They've got the best player on the court. And the second best player on the court is Chris Paul. And he, like you said, looked like he was playing hard. He got bullied and he was chippy, right? He kept trying to foul people when they're in the air or doing something else. and, And he was late. Like he wasn't even good at being chippy. So unless he gets whatever LeBron's been pumping into his veins for the last couple of years, they're going to struggle. I, I don't see them winning. I think it's going to be a great game. It should be interesting, should be fun. Uh, the way the Bucks have played, they have the momentum. They've won three straight. They're not going to lose this next one. Why am I so shitty at picking winners in basketball <laughs> games? And by the way, I'm not entirely letting either of you off the hook because I listened to last <laughs> week's show this morning. Yeah, and all three of us had the Suns <laughs> yeah. winning in no more than six games. And Denko and I thought they were going to win in five. Uh, and yeah. seven days later, the series looks so different. What What is it about either us being shitty or what is it about these games that that flipped so much? I don't think we're shitty. Well, well the outcome, we're shitty at predicting because we're wrong, right? But I don't, I don't think you're shitty at it. I think we're looking at a series that these teams are thank goodness for the casual fan. I guess these teams are evenly matched. Like this is not a huge one-sided like, all right, the warriors against any of the Cavs except for 2016 or, or the Lakers last year or what have you, it's an even match. And, and for either one of those teams to win, they need three deep at least to be scoring and four and five deep to be playing at a high level. So does anybody think the Suns are winning these next two games and pulling this series out? They can. Great. Thanks, Phil. That's a hot <laughs> I mean, take. I mean, right. right. I mean, it is like, possible. Yeah, yeah right. Possible. I mean, I don't, I don't. You're not why, wrong, Phil. I think, I, right. That's I, why I, they play the games. I, I the best in the biz. I, I'm pretty sure they can. I feel like the Bucks, like to Miller's point, the Bucks have all the momentum. They win this series in this next game. But if the Suns take this game up in Milwaukee, I bet the Suns win the series. Yeah, I agree with that. The okay. momentum of swing could switch. Like if there's a, let's say the, the Bucks are up by 10 in the fourth quarter and the, there's a rain out and they all go into the locker room <laughs> and they all come back yeah. out. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden oh, the Suns just yeah. take it right from them and celebrate on their home court. I could see that. Right. Happening. Exactly right. Exactly. See, this is why Miller should be on the pod more. That's exactly right. Yeah. First ever rain delay in an NBA (laughs) basketball game. Or the lights go out and then there's an onside kick and the momentum switches and a guy that's going to be paralyzed in the future scores a safety and then all this could happen. It's happened before. Chuck, is there anything you possibly have to add to this or should we just move (laughs) on to talking about golf? The only thing I can add is the series has shifted so dramatically since the last time we all talked. And I think if Drew Holiday plays the way he has the last two games in game six, the series is over. But as we all know, you get to a game seven, anything can happen. But I I still think the Bucs can close them out if Drew Holiday plays really well. Guess I'm going to stick with the Suns because I've been picking against the Bucs 
for the entire playoffs, basically. <laughs> One of these times I'm going to be right, so I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully the Suns can win two in a row. But let's close out our talk on the NBA Finals. Go ahead and start talking about the Open Championship, formerly known as the British Open, was being played all weekend at Royal St. George's in England somewhere. Now, this is your jam if you love 1.34 a.m. tea times. Early in the weekend, Chuck's best friend and mentor, Bryson DeChambeau, started <laughs> round one playing pretty okay, actually. He was one under at the end of the first round, but he ended up blaming his clubs uh, for what he felt was poor play. Chuck, are there any more boxes that need to be checked on Bryson being a douche? Oh, none. He continues to surprise me on how big of a cunt he could possibly be <laughs> every tournament. Uh, and it just gets better and better. I have not enjoyed golf this much since Tiger Woods was on his hot streak for years, only because of hatred, not because I actually enjoy somebody watching them golf. It's just because I hate this guy's gut so much. Which Tiger Woods hot streak are we talking about? Uh, the, the first, no. Uh, There's on two the very course. distinct hot streaks. Both course. are Apologies. very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that depends on the audience, Miller. <laughs> Both deserve a round of applause. <laughs> so heading into the final round today, off-duty Christmas elf Louis Oosthuizen was in the lead. He has been at or near the top of the leaderboard on every major this year heading into the final round, but again, he couldn't get it done today. Ultimately, not a lot of drama in the final round today. Colin Morikawa uh, won by a couple strokes and was really in control all day. He, he closed out his front nine with three straight birdies, and after that kind of cruised. I still think Oosthuizen is the more interesting story, uh, even though what Morikawa did is amazing. He's a pretty young guy, and this is his second major already, so I don't want to take anything away from that. But Oosthuizen won this tournament in 2010, kind of disappears for a decade, comes back and has like a great season this year, although he doesn't get any wins. So, Phil, is, is Oosthuizen a guy who we're going to see hanging around for the next few years, or was this just one kind of special year for him? I don't think we're going to see him hanging around. I think we're going to see him. Uh, he's a good golf. He's a really good golfer, right? Uh, he, he last won a major 11 years ago. That's a long time. I think he had a really good year this year and we'll see him when, when they show the top 10 guys on the screen going into the last round, we'll see his name up there. I would imagine in, in the next year or so, but I, I think these young guys are, uh, they're taking over for sure. So Miller, does Oosthuizen inspire you at all to get back on the course for this year's COSAR cup? I just want to figure out what Oosthuizen means. Like that's got to mean something, right? Like Schwarzenegger yeah. means something, right? Farfig Nugan. Yeah. Farfig exactly. Nugan. It's, it means exactly. Hazen. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, can I answer the, the club question? It's the only one I'm actually qualified to answer. No, I, I want to No, I want, I'm putting you on the spot to promise to show up for the Kosar cup this year. You got to be there, man. <laughs> but look, do they have a clubhouse and are the work staff there unionized? And will any of them hurt me if I hurt them with a golf ball? No. Okay. No. Well, uh, I mean, there is a clubhouse. I doubt they're unionized. There's almost no chance you can hurt them with a golf ball. So last time <laughs> I played golf, I swung, I hit a ball, right? And it did one of these things. You can't see this because it's radio, but it's it's a curve. Like uh, one of those porn star guys you see and you're like, that's got to hurt. That's like a banana. <laughs> so it did one of those. And it hit a car, a nice car, SUV. I'm going to say it was a Lincoln. It might not have been a Lincoln but it was a big SUV and it hit it on the fly. And I got scared because I couldn't afford that car. So I took my <laughs> shirt off because no one would recognize me. I looked very svelte and the shirt did not when the sh was shirtless. And I went and hid in the woods. And so if that answers your question about the Kozar Cup, uh, I will be shirtless in the woods. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Do you promise? <laughs> <laughs> 
the one thing I left behind when I evacuated New Orleans for Hurricane Katrina were my golf clubs because fuck them. <laughs> okay, well, I've wanted to do I'm that. I'm on Desham Bros. <laughs> side with this one it's all the club's fault i'm actually a great golfer <laughs> all right well enough about the open championship let's move on and uh, take another step to get ready for the olympics team usa men's basketball tune-up games are not going great for the usa basketball team they lost to nigeria then they lost to australia they cleaned things up with a big win over international powerhouse argentina uh, they had no games after that until they're playing tonight in Vegas against Spain. I guess Nigeria kept winning games, so maybe that loss isn't too bad. Uh, but Denka, what do you think? Panic button time for Team USA, or is this all just a joke until they get into the Olympics? I think it's just a joke until they get into the Olympics. I think they're down to six guys. That's a starting team and one guy coming off the bench. That's going to be a problem. So they need to name some uh, bench players to take the place of the guys that have... Uh, been removed from the team for illness or injury i don't i don't think it's time to panic at the same time this seems like an olympics that the u.s men's basketball team yes they should win it every year and this is one of those years that they're just they're just not going to do it okay so i say phil went panic button chucky what do you think i'm not panicking uh, i would hope that they didn't really care all that much for these warm-up games and i think they address the real issue by sending kevin love home or him removing himself from the team because <laughs> why is that guy on the team yeah. uh he shouldn't even be on the Cavs roster let alone team usa so uh whoever they name i assume they turn it on much like most teams do once they get in the playoffs um and, and make a, a nice run i'm not too worried about nigeria in a medal round or argentina or anybody else so i think they do just fine no panic coming from me miller as far as the four of us go, you definitely played basketball at the highest level. So what do you think? I think they should just be lucky that uh, Vinny Del Negro is not playing for Argentina or they would be over three. <laughs> When's the last time you looked at the Olympic men's team roster and didn't know half of them? Yeah. <laughs> like that used to be how McDonald's sold Happy Meals for six months. I don't know half the players on there and I've actually watched the NBA a little bit over the past couple of months. So yeah, I think they're, I think they're in big trouble. The next really big question I think that came out in the last few days about the Olympics is frankly, whether it's even going to happen or if COVID is going to shut this down, they had a positive test from somebody who worked in the athletes village and they have since had positive tests for athletes who were there. Japan's vaccine rate, right now is 20% of its population fully vaccinated, which is, I mean, absolutely absurd. I mean, with all the issues our country has getting people vaccinated, we're still at like 60%. Chucky, what do you think? Is it possible COVID shuts these games down? I don't think so. Just because working for really a TV company who owns radio stations now, like a month ago, this memo came out that said, there is no way these are not happening. You know, they're shutting the streets down around there, blah, 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 blah. So I, I don't think COVID stops it. Um, there's just too much money involved at this point. And how do you return all that advertising money, uh, whether it's local, regional or national? Uh, I, I don't see how they shut it down. I assume they just kind of did what what most sports would do here, right? If, if you are exposed to it, you cannot participate. If you are quarantine. I mean, it, I think they're just going to have to do what they got to do. So maybe, maybe Kevin Love does make that roster. If some of these guys, uh, some of these guys get COVID or are exposed to it, but I, I don't, I don't see how they shut it down at this point. We're too close. What do you think it's going to look like, Phil? I mean, are we going to, are we going to lose events? Will we, will we lose a gold medal basketball game? Because 
one team, uh, you know, has a few players that come back positive. So in the, in the spirit of the Olympics, I don't think we lose the game. I think what happens is the team that's scheduled to play that game might get bumped. And now it's the second versus the third place team for the gold medal because it's the Olympics. So you're going to keep playing until their medals are awarded. And if a team has to completely bow out because they've tested positive, that's what's going to happen, which is going to really be an, a weird Olympics to watch. Miller, is COVID Nigeria's best chance to get a gold medal in men's basketball? <laughs> no, I think Mike. Nigeria's basketball team is the best chance to get a gold medal. <laughs> yeah. Mike but, Brown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know Fox News was translated to Japanese, but apparently it's effective in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, two, the reason why we don't know half the people on the men's basketball team is they finally decided to pick people who were vaccinated, which why, which is why Javel McGee just made the team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I think he was in the freshman when we were seniors. Uh, his mom was in the WNBA when we were yeah, out of college, right? So, and then uh, I had a third point in the camera. What it was? Oh, uh, uh, the Olympic Village. Last time I heard, that was just like it made the red light district in Amsterdam seem like you know, Salt Lake City. So I can't envision <laughs> that having one positive case is not going to spread like wildfire uh, sometime here in the next coming coming weeks. Because you can really? mask your mouth, but you're not masking everything. Miller, did you see how they're trying the chubby. to <laughs> show me? That's what we need to check. <laughs> did you see how they're trying to quell the athletic sex? All these people have in between their, their performances, their beds are made of cardboard there. Apparently the frames are made of cardboard, so they can't bang it out all that often. So Chuck, I'll ask it. you a question. Your wife's not on the call. Uh, <laughs> would cardboard have stopped you? <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's go back to when we were when we were teenagers or early 20s yeah if they, yeah. If my they birthday said, hey. was yesterday folks <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you a linoleum floor next yeah. to a baby kitty training potty full of a dump didn't stop me so <laughs> i can't imagine that a cardboard box would be something like homeless people have sex all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's a pure rumor right but yeah. you know i know it's a hot take but i i, I think that's accurate there's always yeah, more absolutely. of them absolutely. <laughs> i don't know if you fully understand where homeless people come from they're homeless people <laughs> I agree with Miller. I don't think the cardboard frame beds are going to stop anybody from having sex. I think they're going to have sex. I think they're going to get COVID um, unless they're vaccinated. If they're vaccinated, they should be fine. I think that has some real possibilities at least to change the way the events are going to happen. And, and it's going to impact some winners or some potential winners for sure who are going to test positive uh, and not get to compete. And it's going to make it a really weird thing. But I agree with Chuck. For money reasons alone, there's no way this thing isn't happening. But enough of the Olympics. Before we take our break, how about Dwayne Haskins? I don't know if anybody saw this, but uh, his wife is being charged with domestic violence. She knocked out one of his teeth in Vegas. And there's nothing funny about that. There's nothing funny about domestic violence. But they were married in March and traveled to Vegas within the last month to renew their vows. Is it a good sign, Miller, for your marriage if you're renewing your vows within the first six months? Yeah, I don't think that's how you do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't and you I wait see, like 20 years and yeah. then you do it? I, and usually vows don't include face punches. Right. 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 Wow. I haven't been to Vegas in a while, but that's not how I did mine. <laughs> yeah, I think, first of all, how big is that? And is she signable? Like, does she have eligibility? He's on the Steelers now, right? Like, the yeah. Browns could sign her as a middle linebacker? Talkie talkie can go elsewhere. <laughs> Phil, scale of one to five, one being ice cold beer on a warm, sunny afternoon, five being a piping hot bowl of thick beef stew on that same day. How are the Steelers feeling about Haskins on their roster right now? They got some hot stew. 
<laughs> That's a five. Uh, they're looking at this thing and like, all right, great. Um, our first string quarterback, who is historically one of the most durable quarterbacks in the history of the NFL uh, and is on his last leg. If he goes down, we, we got a guy losing fights uh, to his wife, allegedly, which is awful. Like you said, just terrible. Well, the violence part of it is the part that's terrible. Not losing yeah. a fight to his wife. That I mean, he should stick and move. Well, a physical fight. fight. To his wife. A physical yeah. fight. Like stick and move, man. Like stick and move. Like you got to be quicker, right? <laughs> Come on. All right, Chucky. The wheels fell off a while ago. Anything else? <laughs> no, not really. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Why don't we take our final break and we'll head off the field? This week's episode of Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by The Chubby. Looking for a good time, but afraid that COVID-19 might not be a hoax? Worried that your standard condom or good timing isn't enough to keep you safe from a virus that may be transmitted through up-close indoor contact with someone new? Then you need The Chubby, the first ever contraceptive mask for your main man. The Chubby is lightweight, breathable, and easy to put on even when you are in a rush. Chubby is also fully guaranteed to keep your little buddy COVID-free as long as it's worn properly. COVID may be wreaking havoc on our economy and mental health, but it doesn't stand a chance against the Chubby. So, get a Chubby, mask up and down, and hook up with confidence. Chubby is not approved by the FDA or any other respectable scientific organization. It will not provide protection for any known or unknown sexually transmitted diseases or pregnancy. Welcome back, fellows, to our final segment. We'll head off the field, and we are going to start by talking about smoking toad venom. Nothing? Nothing? All right. Let's go. What that means. Someone's been watching a lot of HDTV. (laughs) My man. So Christina Hack, who used to be, I think, Christina Masood of Flip or Flop fame. Please tell me your wives have made you watch this show at some point on HGTV. I think everybody must have. She's no longer with the guy who's on this show. I think they've been apart for a long time, but she started to recently discuss the benefits of smoking Bufo toad venom. And what happens is you inhale the vapor from dried toad secretion, uh, and it has been shown to produce sustained enhancement of satisfaction with life, the easing of anxiety, depression, and PTSD after a single use. It was featured in, in a discussion between Mike Tyson and Tony Robbins on Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing, which, by the way, is a terrible name for a podcast, but I'm not telling Mike Tyson that. <laughs> so, Miller, scale of 1 to 10, 1 being smoking a frog sweat, 10 being just about anything else. How interested are you in buffo toad venom? I'm going to go with a 5. Buffo toad venom, once again, sounds like something that would be a great way to convince someone that they're doing something that they don't think that they're doing, but it's really expensive and they get to put on Instagram after the bikini photo that this is what I spent my summer doing. And that's why I've been married three times in the past year. I do follow her on Instagram. (laughs) Okay. Well, at least somebody does. Phil, Chuck, anybody interested in giving this a shot? Clear up some anxiety, maybe? I I smoked a lot of stuff in my life. Well, not crack or anything like that, but a lot of natural products. So I assume toad secretion is pretty natural. I would, I would go seven on that. Why not? Okay. Wow. Chuck is really interested. Phil, how about you? You're a yeah, I'm, op- I'm, <laughs> I'm open to giving it a try. I feel like uh, everything it advertised, we can also achieve with um, some high grade marijuana. How do you smoke a liquid though? 
It's a secretion, right? Did I miss that? Or are they putting in like an it's air vapor. fryer on the dehydrator? Vapor. It vaporize it. It's it. Oh, it's like a vape pen. You're smoking toad secretion through a vape pen. Yeah, as if you want to, like you want to be double douchey. You're going to vape toad venom. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what you're going to be doing. Yeah, I think you have to shove the actual live toad into your vape pen. Though, yeah, what happens what to happens. the toad in this? <laughs> like, are no they idea. served as an appetizer at a steakhouse in Chicago? I don't think so. I, I just think the toad just keeps sweating, and for some reason we're smoking it. I don't know. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to go full 10 on this one. I'm not interested in smoking any toad venom. I'm not sure that I need to, you know, have an experience with a hallucinogen that comes from an animal. I think I'm all right. Maybe that's just me. I'm not sure that bit worked out quite as well as I hope it would. Moving on. <laughs> Songs of the summer 2021. NPR came out with a list this week of what it thinks are the songs of the summer. And here are some of the songs on their list. Thought shit by meg the stallion based on the spelling of the t-h-e-e in her name i thought this was going to be religious and then i listened to the song not religious at all what was the first word how did you pronounce it thought shit like t-h-o-t thought thought shit yes thought shit got it meg the stallion all right butter by bts good for you by olivia rodriguez and if you want to search for this one four is spelled as the number four Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring SZA. Be Sweet to Me by Japanese Breakfast. Solar Power by Lord. Montero by Lil Nas X. Phil, starting with you, do you know any of these songs? And if you do, which one do you think should be the summer song of 2021? I know. I think I know two of them. I know Montero for sure. And I, there was another one in there that I think I may have listened to. I don't know. But I think as- if you pan the camera, you get a little Nas X poster right over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big little Nas X fan. That devil I, lap I, dance, I, baby. Who I, I prefer regular size Nas, as we all have discussed <laughs> in the past. But, uh, but little Nas X and I get along fine. I don't know if that should be the summer song, Montero, given, given what it's talking about. As for the rest of them, though, I, I don't know. I, I am, I'm way too old to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky, how about you? Do you recognize any of those songs, and which one do you believe should be the song of the summer? I know every one of those songs except Japanese Breakfast or whatever it was. Okay. And I think out of all of those, either the Rodrigo song, but I'm probably leaning BTS Butter. It is a very catchy, bright pop song. It makes you feel very happy. You probably groove around to it a little. So I think that's what I would pick. I pick Butter. Miller, how about you? Same question. Do you recognize any of these songs and which one would you pick as your song of the summer for 2021? So I recognize a couple of them, but my song for the summer is baby you you got what i need <laughs> but you say she's just a friend or something like that but yeah. rest in peace bismarck you gave us a lot of joy over the last decades and uh you will be missed all right well miller thanks for not answering the question but, uh, <laughs> i've been doing that all night <laughs> yeah i do agree it, it is a huge loss to us to have lost biz this weekend uh, because he was fantastic but Chuck, I think I'm going to go with you. I think I I listened to all these songs a bunch of times this week. I don't think I knew any of them before I found this list. And I really think it's butter. I think that's a really great song. And it's what you think a summer song should be. It's catchy. It's light. um, You can sing along to it easy. I'm sure there's some dance moves that go with it, although I don't know any of those either. But I like that one. I actually like that and Montero the best. I thought the little Nas X song was, uh, was really good. But let's hop into the time machine real quick. Go back to 1995, the summer between our graduation from high school and our freshman year of college. I look back at Billboard's lists of the best 
songs of the summer of 1995. So when I go through the list, Miller's f***ing cheating. I can see him looking over at the list already. <laughs> I Jeez, can't read man. that close. We've already had this discussion. <laughs> um, yeah, but I want it at the end of your driveway. I can see it right here. All gobbledygook. So I'm going to go through the list, and I want you guys to tell me which one of these songs you thought was the song of the summer from 1995. Or if you've got your own, feel free to throw that one into, and we'll talk about it. But the list I have from Billboard for the summer of 1995, Waterfalls by TLC, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, Boombastic by Shaggy, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Nikki French, and Runaround by Blues Trap. Chucky, you go first. Which one of those songs you think should have been the song of the Ooh, summer man. in 1995? Looking back, they're all pretty shitty. Ouch. Maybe secretly, maybe secretly like, or, I mean, or just water, out there. Like <laughs> Waterfalls was good. Maybe uh, the Shaggy song because it feels summery. The uh, reggae influence. I'm sure some of us were f***ing some broads to that song. <laughs> Jesus, Chuck. <laughs> no, we were not. <laughs> Some of us. Miller, so, you're a bad influence, man. <laughs> I told you the cardboard wouldn't stop you. <laughs> Danko, how about you? Waterfalls, Kiss from a Rose, Boombastic, Total Eclipse of the Heart, Run Around, 1995 Summer. If I have to pick from that list, I'll go with uh, Waterfalls. I think uh, I love me some TLC. And going back to that time, um, you know what? That's a message we should pass on to our offspring going forward. Don't go chasing Don't waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you five minutes. Explain to me what that song was about. <laughs> five minutes? Because <laughs> they don't go anywhere, right? It ends. Yeah, the waterfall so just stops. It's a short chase. Yeah. Why can't you catch a waterfall? It doesn't don't, seem that hard. Just, man, just stay to the lakes and the rivers that you're used to. Mm. I mean, come on. <laughs> you said it. It's clearly stated by T-Boz in the first stanza. All right, Miller, I'm almost afraid to ask. What do you think? <laughs> no, I'm going to go with uh, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. It's the only one I actively quote on a regular basis. And wasn't there a big like uh, Instagram meme sort of thing? I, I think I'm using that word correctly. Uh, recently about posting pictures of waterfalls and people were saying don't go chasing them like over the last couple of weeks. So it still has some relevance. Um, the blues traveler, the guy lost weight. He put it back on. He lost it again. I don't know if he's even alive anymore. Totally alive. Totally alive. Totally alive. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart was a cover. Right. right. So Total that was also like cover. the best summer hit of like 1975. Uh, what were the other ones? Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Oh, God, I hate that song. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, I respect the game, but man, I can't listen. <laughs> uh, that song makes. Yeah, no, you got to go with uh, Chili and what, TLC. What movie was that on the soundtrack for? That was Batman. Uh, yeah. The yeah. one with Nicole Kidman and Val Kilmer as Batman. And that was uh, Batman, not Batman Returns. The Batman Forever. Batman Forever. It was. Over under it. on the number of times you cleaned a movie theater while Kiss from a Rose was playing. <laughs> Almost as many as the uh, the one, the, the end of Pocahontas, the J-Lo song. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I broomed up many a kernel of corn. I'm going with Boombastic by Shaggy. That's the one I remember the most. Yeah. Um, I think that was a great summertime song for that year. I would have gone back to 1991. We've done that a bunch on the show. Uh, it was the summer before we were in high school, but it wouldn't have been a very interesting conversation because one of the songs that summer was Summertime by DJ Jazzy yeah. Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That's like still the song of the summer. Is that the best summer song ever? Sure. <laughs> What's Can we get a scale here? <laughs> 
Chuck kind of hit on it. What do you think a summer song is? It's supposed to be catchy. It's supposed to be like really upbeat and happy. And it kind of, you know, it reminds you of being at the beach or being at barbecues and stuff like that because it's being played like crazy. I mean, I'm sure we could think of a bunch of songs that were like songs of the summer for, you know, the years we've been alive. But I'm wondering if summertime is the best one for the reason why you just said. It's still the song of summer. Yeah, I mean, it is certainly stood the test of time right i mean we've mentioned some miley cyrus songs that are summer songs uh yep. party in the usa big summer song and it's good what you about know, the like call me maybe was that a thing that was for was one summer, summer but it's yeah, not one summer summers. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right mm-hmm. didn't i sing summer summer summertime in the one commercial my one appearance on this program already right you like did. so it's still the song of the summer. right it, it, yeah. nobody asked you to but you did no 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 <laughs> it, was not, it was not in my script hopefully people don't ever start listening to this or you're gonna have to start paying some cash for that i also sung another song today man you're gonna get some streaming rights yeah. to this <laughs> Thing, <laughs> I think it's out of tune so you can legitimately say it wasn't the actual song. That's a fair use. Don't worry about it. Chuck, please get us back on track. Summertime, the best summertime song ever. Um, we're probably missing some, but as of right now or the last couple of months, we've been talking about it. Yes, it's completely safe. Our parents would groove to it. We will groove to it. Our yep. kids will groove to it. Timeless. It will always be in style if it's above 75 degrees out. All right. With that, because that's an, at least a coherent thought I can link to the end of the show. <laughs> we are out of time. I am out of questions for now. And we just did the entire show without mentioning that the Tampa hockey trash dented the Stanley Cup during their championship boat parade last week. With that head shaking moment in the rearview mirror, Miller, thank you for finally coming on the yeah, show. Man. Yeah. All of you guys have a great week. And let's do this again real soon. For sure. Absolutely. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. (laughs) From 17 to 18, he spent two years as the Broncos defensive coordinator. One of those years, he was on the staff that went to the Super Bowl. And, the, and he was on a 49ers staff that uh, coach. I'm going to start that whole thing again. Gian, Giannis. <clears throat> like Burke always calls him Giannis. His name is Giannis. I don't know what, Anyway, it's a, it's a Russian <clears throat> thing. <laughs> uh, so, Chucky, do you think, <clears throat> you know, it's actually Phil's turn. <clears throat> Sorry. So, Phil, I would have gone back to 1991 because we've done that a bunch on the show because it was 30 years ago that um, 1991 occurred. Always more of that. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Well, I got to cut that part out. That's not even nice. All right. (laughs) At some point, I'm going to be able to cut that and make it coherent, but... um, Okay, I remember being at an Indians game with you where we yelled at him at the, on the field. He was wearing a Cosby sweater, which is <laughs> not quite as kosher as it used to be. Try to keep it light here, Miller. <laughs> Lighthearted, Miller. Lighthearted. <laughs> Plus, I once cooked Jack Black, and that wasn't fair. <laughs> I tried to do kung fu on me, and I was like... I feel like Miller is trying to get 
32 prior episodes <laughs> worth of it's jokes really good. in this show in all at once. Miller, <laughs> pace yourself. We got like an hour and a half to go. I had to get it all in before I start sobering up. <laughs> this is going to take three hours for sure. <laughs> all right, it's but... NC-17, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, show my d- later. <laughs> Do you need another beer before we get started, Miller? Well, I thought we started. We did, but we can... <laughs> We can take a break now before we get into the next segment. <laughs> that was the end of it? That was all the panda <laughs> we were going to talk about? That's all the pandas we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> hey, this has been fun, guys. <laughs> do you, do you want to go get another one? <laughs> it's, it's, right, it's right down there. Just go get it. I'll be right back. Oh, oh God. Just tap out now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh. see my screen i'm cracking <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have a headache from laughing oh my gosh <sighs> chucky what are you drinking man a bud light bud light all right and bullet a little nice. bit of both nice that, that is off. definitely the shortest we've ever gone with before we needed to take our first break <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense though given the, the miller's <sighs> If he brings pronk, I'd say we let him, you know, we, yeah. We well, yeah, it. then we'll then we'll work it out. Then we'll work it out. Oh, Miller, you you got a you got a good sounding radio voice. Yeah, I Miller, like it. Yeah. yeah. I knew it, man. Islands in the stream. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> Not a video thing, but the joke would be funnier for Where are you guys? So Miller's whole family just got here today. And so oh, they're all staying boys. upstairs. Bunch of yeah. No, they're all staying upstairs, so um, I can't do it from my office. So we're doing it down, and this is actually Tammy's office. Uh, nice. This is Tammy's. This sign behind us is her. I, I see it say Lotus, so I got it. Now yeah. I only saw T U S until you kind of moved one way, so now I got it. And there that is a pussy joke, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> the Lotus, the Lotus of Ludington. <laughs> Nice job, Miller. Nice Miller job, Miller. Killing yeah. it. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is great. You know what you're doing. Get on every weekend. Come on. What camera lens are you using where you look three inches taller than me? Who? Oh, look at this. I look like his younger <laughs> brother that just aged. <laughs> My house definitely does like lean this yeah. way. Like you're, you're it's not a problem. I just noticed it's, it's funny. Like, I, I the whole time I'm watching you guys, I'm like, Miller, did you lose like 70 pounds? And I'm like you look good, man. You look tiny, you're smaller than Gerber. It's all in inches, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not the way you want to lose it, right? <laughs> I gotta grab a beer. I'll be right back. All right, I'm gonna get more bourbon, although that might be a bad idea. Oh, yeah. I actually Oh, is there? All right. You can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> You just showed me a toilet I can't use. <laughs> I can win that bet. Hey, look, there's Miles. Hey, hey Miles. Hey, Miles. Join us, man. Yeah, have a seat. Let's ask him some questions. <laughs> yeah. This is great. You got to talk. You got to be closer to the mic to talk. And that's Chuck Rimbaldo, right? What's up, Miles, man? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. Good. You got to be closer to the mic. No one's going to hear a fucking thing you're saying. Get <laughs> your shit together. <laughs> Have you no. listened to any of our podcasts, Mike? No, I just follow you on Instagram. All right. So, <laughs> cool. so much like Start. your dad, you're exactly no. on, on even 
on evening playing field. You guys can listen together. It yeah, would be a good father-son thing for you guys to do. You just sit around and listen to the show. Who stuff. needs Cat Stevens, man? Listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Bring it up, Miles. Ask Nothing. us a question. I was just going Ask to bed. You, you oh, were just going right. to bed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't even. I don't I didn't understand it at all. I did good in Galaga, though. Galaga's a really good oh, are game. You, are, you, are you playing the old school uh, yeah. video game stick? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm good at Galaga and Pac-Man. <laughs> I had nice. both of those. Good work. It's so weird hearing myself talking to myself. Yeah. It's, it's weird, right? Yeah. You get used, you get used to it used after to a while. Yeah. 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 So make fun of us all you want, but you know, it's taken some time for us to get used to this because we had the exact same experience you're having where like, oh, this is kind of weird. I can hear myself. Yeah. Your voice and, never sounds the same in your ears as no, it does in your head, yeah. right? No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just sounds different. So, Miles, you're going into your second year of crew at San Ignatius, right? Yeah? I've seen right. some video footage of your of your crew prowess. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Thank you. Are you looking forward to the second year of crew? Yeah. I am. What do you guys think? I mean, are you gonna are you you're gonna dominate or what? Hopefully. How good is your How good is Ignatius's crew team? Pretty good. So we're championship two years ago. Oh, okay. What which team were you rowing on this year? What do you mean? Was there like a oh, freshman, freshman JV varsity or something like that? Novice and varsity. That's it. So any okay. first year people are on novice and everyone else is on varsity. Okay. So, so you'll be on varsity this coming year. Right. So where so are you I'm, in the boat? Yeah. Like how does that get determined? Well, it depends because they're different size boats and they're not really sure. We need right a now, bigger boat. For a, no, for, <laughs> the for a, there's fours and there's eights are our main things. And then a four, I'm in the middle four where it's like okay. the power section. Yeah. And then the bow the two people in the back and they're like steering and then the people in the front like guide the boat so you're I in mean, the power you're in the power right, part I'm of the, the boat middle. yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta really play that up with the chicks like that is that's <laughs> yeah. important in high school nobody cares in, about steering i'm in the no, power no, no, no part of the care boat. about steering just just watch them drive <laughs> when they're like 16 or 17 Steering's not important <laughs> what kind of training do you have to do for crew is it weights are you running is it a lot of cardio it's, yeah because erging is cardio like rowing machine constantly yeah. that's a lot of cardio but it's also strength because you use a lot of your lower body and back what are you are you lifting at all and yeah and... a little bit not, okay. not as much as we need to for like football no strength shoes involved because we only know strength shoes <laughs> what <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you ever heard of dr exactly. jobs yeah right no, <laughs> jobs or strength shoes. we gotta what we have to do miles if you don't mind what we have to do is this season i'll come to one of your events and really embarrass the shit. Hey, Tammy, uh, how are you? No way. <laughs> Come on so, in. So I, I got a I got a video recording of your dad at one of your events in Columbus, and he was cheering like it was the yeah. best thing ever. And I think we need to do that as a group. Like we need to come down and and cheer for one of your crew events. All right. Hey, how are hi, you? Hi guys. Hi. Hey, Tammy. Guess what? Me and Miles are the same height. No, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are. I'm slouching too. Yeah, yeah. I. I I'm going to, I'm going to say miles is slightly taller than all of us, <laughs> except for maybe his dad. It's true. It's true. What do you mean? I'm funny, funny, like a clown. You didn't use you.